0: Support for Silicon Slopes comes from Harman's Neighborhood Grocer, where food lovers can take cooking classes to learn knife handling, wine pairing, sushi rolling, and fresh pasta preparation. Locations can be found at harmansgrocery.com. Harman's, your food, our passion. to the This is the Place podcast, a Silicon Slopes production. New technologies here, growing faster each year. I'm Meg Walter, joined in studio today by Clint Betts, and via phone with Chris Raw. Welcome, you two.
1: Oh, wow. Chris, hello, what are hello. you doing? I haven't talked to you in months.
2: Years. It's been years. Oh, <laughs> I'm actually here just to see if I'm still employed by Silicon Slopes.
1: Well, well, you're not. I Hate to break okay. it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Hate to break it to you on the podcast, but you're not.
0: What's the severance situation?
1: There, there's no situation <laughs> with him. I have. So. No, we have not seen him since Tech Summit. I have not heard anything. Oh. <laughs> I just assumed he quit. Actually, this is the first I, I've. I don't even know what he's doing on this podcast.
2: I'm a freelance contributor to Silicon.
1: Contributor. <laughs> You keep popping up on my Twitter feed and social media, like taking meetings in St. George. You're actually far more active as an employee in St. George than you are when you're up here.
2: Yeah, I've kind of done this strange overhaul with my life where I lived in the heart of Silicon Slopes and didn't do anything for the organization, and then I went away on vacation and became super involved with the organization. So I don't really know what that means when I come back. It probably just means I immediately devolve into nothing and won't do anything for an entire year. No, that sounds right. Yeah. But it's a strange thing that's going on. I'm not going to lie.
1: It's really. I feel like you're the mayor of Saint George or something.
2: I am. I am the mayor of Saint George. Um, I recently fired a couple congressmen for soliciting <laughs> prostitutes in Salt Lake City. So at <laughs> least I've handed out the people's justice. We're just kind of looking to clean up the act of people down here, you know.
0: Good, because if there's any city that needs cleaning up,
2: Saint George. <laughs> We're not some liberal hotbed like Utah <laughs> County and Salt Lake County okay? <laughs> we got values down here in St. George.
1: <laughs> Another uh, thing before we start, Chris, did you know today is Meg's birthday?
0: Yeah, Chris. Uh, is your wow. present on the way? Like, did yeah, what did overnight you get Meg? It, or what's the situation there?
2: I already knew it was Meg's birthday, and I came up there, and I'm currently walking into the studio as we speak. <laughs> happy birthday, Meg.
0: <laughs> That's all I have ever wanted for my birthday. What if I walked
2: through the door right then? You'd freak out. I'd freak out.
0: <laughs> I'd probably just call it a day and go home.
2: <laughs> That'd be the best
0: birthday present anyone could ever be. You. Yeah, your presence, Chris, is all anyone needs.
2: All jokes aside, I do wish you a very happy birthday. How old are you right now? 30, I'm... 31, 32, 32. somewhere in the street. 32.
0: Like, this is, of all my birthdays, this is, like, the least significant birthday I've ever had.
1: Hmm. Right? Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Well How done. Like, 32, well, I, what is could, that? I'm How old I am I? I think I might be 32.
0: Are you 32? What year were you born?
1: 85.
0: No, you're, wait, when's your birthday?
1: June. Am I oh, 31?
0: So you're, you're going to turn 33 this summer.
1: Oh, I'm 33. 32. I'm 32 what? right now, and then I'll be 33. Yeah. I, is that weird? I don't really know. I've always thought I was like, I'm either 31 or 32.
2: Yeah, you kind of start to it's, lose track.
1: Yeah. Chris, how it's old actually are you? It's not
2: weird at all. Once you're in your early 30s, which we all are, I literally forget how old I am every day. That's not an exaggeration. People ask me what I am and I'm like, oh, 30, no, 31 or 32. It could be any of those three things.
0: I just know that I'm older than like most famous people now and I really hate that.
1: Are you older than Steven?
0: By six months. Okay. Wow. Oh, it's
2: embarrassing is.
1: my wife's older than me too
0: by how much oh, by two years. months cougars right <laughs> should we talk tech news yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's do it chris tell us about jive
2: well jive Communications, one of our most well-known companies here in utah a lot of people have been calling them the next Unicorn, um, they were just acquired by a company called Logmian from Massachusetts. The details of the acquisition were like three hundred I think three hundred and forty two million dollars, and it could be more depending on any benchmarks they hit in the next two years. Jive is a really big company. You know, we've written about it multiple times at Silicon Slopes. They have seven hundred plus employees worldwide. They currently have their headquarters kind of spread throughout Orem, but they're building new headquarters in Pleasant Grove, which I think they're moving into this year. So, there's a lot of stuff going on in the Jive world, but now they're part of a bigger company. This is very exciting.
1: Did he just say something about me at the end? (laughs) What did he say at the end? I love getting Clint's two cents on the acquisition. What do you think, Clint? (laughs) Why did he throw it to me?
0: Clint, can you repeat anything
2: that Chris said?
1: I was not paying attention at all.
2: Clint, what do you think?
1: How did he know I wasn't paying attention? He's not in the room.
2: <laughs> I think you could just I'm <laughs> there in the room. I'm currently there. Stop saying that I'm not. I'm here.
1: No, I'm congrats. Here. Congrats to uh, John Pope and everyone at Jive. That, that's a big deal. LogMeIn is a big company, and it's cool that they have a presence now, and huge win. A huge win in a series of what I suspect to be huge wins in 2018 Ooh. for Utah's tech community. That's
0: some foreshadowing? <laughs>
1: That is foreshadowing. Oh, I love foreshadowing. You throw it to me, I wasn't listening, and I still brought something (laughs) to the table at the end.
2: That's what makes Clint good at his job. Meg, because it's your birthday, do you want to give any additional thoughts on any voice communication providers? I
0: really don't. I want to hear, though, about some funding (laughs) news.
2: Well, we had some funding that happened in the last little while, so we'll breeze through it real fast. Kuali, our next-door neighbors, currently their office right next to us. Because I am here in studio with everybody, they uh, raised yes. ten million dollars from Al Ventures, <laughs> um, which is cool for them. So hopefully they can give a little bit of money to us. Um, another Utah-based company, but also stationed at Thanksgiving Point, Evlar Solar. They raised five million dollars in a Series A round from Black Oak Capital, which is a Salt Lake City-based venture capital firm. So good job by them. And last but not least, in what language? A Sponsor of Silicon Slopes Tech Summit. They just announced $1.25 million from Enhanced Community Development, which is a subsidiary of Enhanced Capital. So I think it's a pretty logical conclusion to say if you sponsor Silicon Slopes Tech Summit, you will immediately be showered in money by other people outside of our organization.
0: Absolutely. That is bulletproof logic.
2: Bulletproof logic. Uh, so that's, all the, that's all the Utah tech knows, but tech news, not tech no Mm-hmm. But I know that you guys have been busy up north, you know? Um, yes. Events have started back in full swing. I saw a little bit of help up on Twitter about a startup conversation series. So I kind of want to run down from you two.
1: Why does he Mainly keep throwing trying. it to us? Uh,
0: because he's Maybe bad he's at his job. So our startup conversation was Friday featuring okay. Carl Sun, Eric Ray, and Mitch McFarlane from Lucid, Podium, and Instructure, respectively. It was awesome. It was... a Freaking wide-out blizzard outside, and we still had standing room only in the back. Sure, we had to start, what, like an hour late?
1: It was like a half hour late.
0: It was late, but it was amazing, and they said some really great things. Our next startup conversation will be March 30th. Looking forward to that. We also have some smaller events coming up. We have a breakfast this Friday featuring Solution Reach CEO.
1: Oh, yeah, that's going to be great.
0: Uh, The following week, we have two town halls. One with the Brainstorm guys, Eric and John, and one with the owner and publisher of Salt Lake Tribune, which will be great when we have a Silicon Slopes live on March 22nd with Gavin Christensen. So mark those calendars.
1: Yes, the Gavin one's going to be interesting. Gavin just raised the largest seed fund in Utah history. I'm yeah. excited for that one.
0: Kickstart Seed Fund. I mean, I, I assume people know that, but just in case. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Some people wrote about it on the website. You know, oh. so I think a lot of people know.
1: Who who did that? <laughs> who did that?
0: Do we have somebody who writes? Someone
1: yeah, do an that?
2: intern. We have an intern. <laughs> this, I can thought, I just point I, out? I saw it in passing. I saw it in passing. <laughs> I actually didn't write it. Okay. Can I
1: just point out this is the most I've ever heard you guys talk about tech or what our organization <laughs> does on this podcast?
0: We're getting very
2: good at our podcast.
1: This is incredible.
2: I love it. So here's what's happened. We, we haven't had you on the podcast for a while, and so we haven't talked about tech one time, and we've been saving up all of our <laughs> stories and tidbits for today like, just so we can impress you. Crap, That's the awesome. boss is You're coming. So <laughs> You're too dumb. You fell into the trap. <laughs> it's mostly been about
0: livestock for the last few months.
2: Um, yeah, always well, we talk. We talk so much livestock, and, and fair enough. We're getting to that. We're yeah, yeah, that. it's coming. It's over. Perfect. That's but first,
0: cap. I have a tech talk no no, and I'm adding this to the list because I caught myself saying this the other day, and I've been struggling with my self-esteem ever since. I said working group. What does that even mean?
2: What is that? I don't know what that is.
0: Like I said, oh, we have a working group that meets
1: monthly. Whoa.
0: Why don't I just say a group? Do people a assume? Group? Yeah.
1: I don't know what that means.
2: I've never heard this said before ever. People really? Say working group. Yeah. This is horrific.
0: I think I heard it once and I was like, oh, that's something professionals say. And then I caught myself saying it.
1: Is that like a task force?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's a task Which force. Which
0: is also
2: bad.
1: Oh, yeah. Are you, are you kidding me? That's the worst.
2: Why don't we just say group? So I guess it's distinguishing between the 0.001% of groups that meet to literally do nothing. They just go and they sit in a room and nobody talks and they don't do anything and then they leave. That's a non-working group. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah, which so do some exist, of our team we've been, meetings. We've been a part
2: of that group. Up3 have been a part of that group. Oh, we've yeah. created group that is Created
1: every Monday in our conference <laughs> room when we have a team meeting.
2: We have a two-hour non-working group meeting <laughs> in our conference room every Monday. It's insane. I've never seen anything like it. I've never been a part of anything like it.
1: <laughs> it's basically me going through the calendar and asking how it got <laughs> on there, and no one knows the answer. That's
0: not an exaggeration either. Last week, Clint was like, what is this? Who did? How, who knows about this?
1: <laughs> Everyone just stares back blankly. <laughs> oh, I don't know how it got on there.
0: Your calendar. Oh, my problem.
2: My favorite part of the whole meeting is, like, when we get there at noon, everybody's way happy and you're talking about your weekend. And then, like, as the meeting goes on and Clint starts seeing more and more of his calendar, the air is sucked out of a room in such a dramatic way that by the time we've reached 2 o'clock, we are all convinced our lives are going to to hell and nobody knows not to you. <laughs> Yeah, that's accurate. That's a non-working group, people. That's what it is.
0: Yeah, I usually leave those team meetings like, oh. Whew.
2: Oh, they bring you down bad. Yeah. They, they are. Oh. They're All right. A kick. Right. They're a kick right in
0: I'm super tired about talking about our job, so let's talk about some weird Utah news. Chris, take it away. You
2: know, so I promised livestock talk. It seems like every time we have Clinton, we're talking about animals. Or is that just a thing that we do every podcast and I'm not fully aware of it?
0: Uh-huh. I think it's every podcast, not just okay, something uh-huh, his own. Okay.
2: So this is going to be this is going to be something right up Clint's alley because Clint, whenever he goes and he gives speeches to people, he always tells a story about this little b boy uh-huh. who kind of started dehyp startups. He personally started behead startups the <laughs> b boy <laughs> because he had bee thieves come and steal all of his bees, and then I think he like started dehyp startups and brought Clint on. I don't know the whole story, but. <laughs> The point is, he always tells this joke about bee thieves, which was funny the first, like, two times, but now he's told it 300 <laughs> times. So everybody's just like, oh, we know. Everybody has heard this joke.
0: Oh, it's the bee story again.
2: <laughs> but there are new thieves that are, like, coming down and preying upon Utah's citizens. You know what kind of thieves they are? Tell Either us. Either one of you want to venture a guess.
0: I mean, I have the sheet in front of me, so. No, <laughs>
2: Goat thieves. Goat thieves have come down to the mountains and they're stealing all of our goats, our baby goats. Freaking A. Wait, what? So it,
1: People are stealing Lake, baby goats?
2: Oh, yeah. In Salt Lake City, goat rustlers, as they're called, Clint, you'd be familiar with the term.
1: Oh, yeah. I know all about rustlers.
2: They came in the dead of night to a place called Coffee Ranch and they tried to steal six baby goats. So, OK, That's crazy. what do
0: you do <laughs> with goats once you've stolen them? You can't do anything. There's a lot of things on Earth. I know, but, like, what's the point of (laughs) stealing a goat? Do you sell it to another ranch or something?
2: It's not, (laughs) yes. It's not a super lucrative business because the six goats were were estimated to be about $1,200 or $200 per goat, which isn't a good return in my mind. Yeah. They're way loud, so who knows how you get them out of there. Right. (laughs) They were theorizing that they tried to steal an ATV but they couldn't get away with the ATV, so instead they settled for six baby goats, which is also like a strange trade-off.
0: Okay, so these are like amateur livestock thieves. This wasn't premeditated livestock thievery. This was premeditated machinery thievery that resulted in livestock thievery.
2: Now, I like to give the thieves a little bit more credit and think— they had a master plan of going in and stealing an ATV and loading all the goats onto the ATV mm. and driving away to another ranch mm. and selling the goats there. But they sure. couldn't get the ATV, so then they had to try to, like, lead the goats be a foot away. Is that what is they a did? good plan. <laughs> yeah, I think they led them into the wilderness, like, kind of like a Moses-type scenario where they're, like, just leading with a staff in front of them and yeah. the six goats walk behind.
0: Yeah, but goats aren't very smart. Like, I don't feel like That's the goats would be going to fill
1: That's yeah. exactly what Moses did. Yeah. Okay. You're I'm really totally ingraining yourself that. down there in St. George and all sorts of things.
0: He's <laughs> been reading the I'm Bible. i
1: familiar with Bible
2: stories as, as <laughs> as just, both of you know. has just I been on a
0: Bible read. retreat.
2: <laughs> I've taken the last month to really delve into Moses and his life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only in the part where he's led the goats out of the wilderness, and and I think there's like something about a sea being part of it at some point, but I haven't gotten there yet.
0: <laughs> it's good. Keep but reading. Luckily,
2: so back to the goat story, luckily they've all been returned, and... Now they're back safe and sound at their original ranch, and the goat thieves had nothing to their days.
0: But did the were the goat thieves like, man, I'm tired of taking care of these goats. Let's just take them back. Or were they, like, found hiding out in the mountains with six goats? How was the uh, return? They well, were found
2: in somebody's backyard in Glendale. Oh, uh, tell as old as time. Wow. So I assuming they got a decent ways away with them, and we like, this is just... I can't do anything with these goats. And so then they just left them and they browsed off into somebody's yard and they were returned to their owner. It's a happy ending. It's a great happy ending. So
1: the thieves didn't get caught and the goats the were returned. Everyone yeah, was
2: everybody, everybody is safe and sound.
0: It wasn't the but, thieves' backyard. It was like just some random person's backyard. It
1: was probably the thieves' backyard. <laughs> it was definitely the thieves. They had to make the
2: weirdest call. They're like, I know how these goats showed up, but there's six goats in my backyard. Can you
0: imagine... If, like, you woke up one morning and you went outside and there were six baby goats?
1: That'd be a great morning.
0: I would be really happy. That's awesome. And then you don't have to mow
2: your lawn.
1: That's perfect. I wouldn't call. I'd keep them.
2: But then you have to deal with the poop. Yeah.
1: I I would call. It
2: would be, as a man who's really gotten into the Bible lately, it would be (laughs) cool because goat sacrifice is, like, a big thing, and I I could really go down that road.
0: Yeah, you'd be super holy.
1: I hate how he's a religious zealot now.
0: St.
2: George, With man. six goats to sacrifice, <laughs> imagine the blessings I could garner for all of our organizations.
0: <laughs> we, we could use more blessings here at Silicon Slope.
2: That's how blessings are given, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, okay, tell us about this next cougar sighting story.
2: So this is my favorite thing about Utah. And it's that crazy wild animals wander out of the mountains and, like, do strange things, and then everybody freaks out, and the Division of Wildlife Resources has to give us tips on what to do if we encounter this animal. So in Provo, a cougar has been wandering around terrorizing this Provo neighborhood up on the mountain, right? Yikes. Yeah. So it killed like a dog and a cat and a raccoon, so oh, everybody's no. freaking out, and they're like, what do we do? What do we do with the cougar? What do we do? So the Division of Wildlife Resources gives out this like tip book, I'm assuming it's what it is, about what to do if you encounter a cougar which is super pertinent to our listeners because you never know when you're going to start or when you're going to show up for a start conversation series and a cougar is going to be there and you have to know what to do with it.
0: Right. You ask it for a cup of ice to pour your Diet Coke in because that's...
2: You try to network with the cougar. The cougar doesn't want to network. You don't know what to do.
0: Yeah. Where's your business card, cougar?
2: First and foremost, do not run. Okay. Which is reasonable. That makes sense. Don't want to run. They always want to chase you down. The next part is where it gets good. Okay. Tip number two is you need to make yourself look intimidating. Sure. Which for all three of us, is going to be such a problem. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't think of a less intimidating group of people than the people currently on this podcast.
0: <laughs> what are you talking
2: about? I'm so scared. Like, like have like, bad posture <laughs> and like, like skinny arms. And we're always, like, dressed in, like, strange things that that cougars would never be scared of. Cougars cougars are scared of, like, slip-dressed people. (laughs) They're not scared of three people who show up in sweatshirts.
0: Oh Yeah, no, we're screwed. To go back to the first point, though, how do you not run if a cougar's coming? Like, I feel like you have two choices. You stand still or you run. If you stand still, you're just there. You're just lunch.
2: Oh, what else am I oh, supposed you to, have to do? Roses. Trust me. We're going to get to that. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so as part of the intimidating portion, a tip that it gives is to make yourself look big by opening your jacket, raising your arms, and waving them, <laughs> which I can perfectly picture Clint doing.
1: Oh, yeah. For sure.
2: Clint, in one of those, like, weird, he always gets a new jacket every week. Can you just imagine him, like, spraying his arms out like he's a bat?
1: Why did you like, say I get a new jacket every week?
2: You get a new jacket every week. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've, I've seen it too. Whole last month. I can
0: attest to that. And boots. I feel like you have a different pair of boots every uh, week. Uh,
1: I want a pretty big boot thing. My new thing is trucker hats, oh, as you can tell. Sure,
0: as you're wearing, I'm what
1: wearing does it I'm wearing trucker wow. hat. This I haven't is,
2: even been a part of that phase.
1: Oh, yeah. The trucker hat Call- phase is sweet. Callahan. It's from Tommy Boy.
0: I'm so sorry. I don't get the reference.
1: Uh, I have a Tommy Wait. Boy trucker hat on right now, Chris. Hold on.
2: Hold on. I have a quick question before you get to What inspires you to make these wardrobe choices? I never understood that.
1: I don't, I don't know. It's just like every few months I completely change. How do you
2: choose your next wardrobe? So they make no sense. None of them connect to one another, and I never know where they come is from. It,
0: do you, is it from all the fashion blogs? You read? I
1: don't choose them. They uh, choose me.
2: Does Meg ever help you choose your fashion?
1: No one helps. I'm telling you, it just oh. comes. It's inspired.
0: I've helped Chris, and I, I think that he would tell you his life has vastly improved.
1: I was so, there when you guys were talking about what Chris should wear to some after party at Tech Summit when we were right in the thick of planning Tech Summit and it was the last thing anyone cared about except for the two of you. You guys spent so much time on what Chris was gonna wear.
0: And we did great.
2: <laughs> I received so many compliments. Yes. Meg's the best, Meg's the best fashion designer for Silicon Slopes that, that we could possibly
1: imagine.
0: And there have been lots of fashion designers for Silicon Slopes. Oh, we had so many
2: people apply for that position.
1: Yeah. You guys everyone, really made the right choice. All I can remember is everyone just kept telling Chris to buy black pants. That was like a huge deal He to just everyone.
0: needed pants that fit.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, he wears my pants. He wears you're, my you're pants. are not the same size. We're not the same size.
2: We are not intimidating people. We are not the same size. <laughs> okay. Those are the two things we know about both of us. Okay, but tell me how to survive a cougar attack. You have to speak loud and firm to the cougar. That's another tip. Oh, okay. What do you say? So you, you don't run. I think you got to kind of spitball, you know? It depends on the cougar. It's like some of them like a joke, so you could tell your B rustler joke to them. Some of them are more serious, and you just need to, like, give them a third lecture on, okay. you know, like what they should be doing with their life or something like that.
0: They're not living up to their potential.
2: You're not living up to your potential. You're just mauling everybody's cats and going back in the mountains, okay? You need to do something. Join a startup. Start a business, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so So say none of this works okay you didn't run you tried to be intimidating but the cougars see through it and they're like you are a 150 pound red-headed male <laughs> that is not intimidating in the least i'm you try really to eat 150 you. pounds i'm like who knows down in st george i could be 155 i could be 160 <laughs> Could be 165 <laughs> again this is what like, this goes back to the spitballing thing never tell a cougar your weight that's another <laughs> tip that's my own that's not from the division of my life <laughs> So, if the cougar decides it wants to attack you, you have to fight back. Okay. <laughs> Which is crazy, because normally they tell you not to fight back, but apparently cougars are the one predator that like you stand a fighter's chance if you're just willing to engage, you know. So <laughs> a right jab and a rough hook at or something. I don't know how the fight actually works. I've never been to a fight in my life. <laughs> <laughs> this is the crazy part. Go with- <laughs> so it says fight back if you're attacked okay that's, that's reasonable <laughs> but then the first line after it is if a cougar attacks you you should protect your head and neck if the oh. neck is the target for the cougar oh. if the cougar thinks it is not likely to win its fight with you quickly it will probably give up and leave so the advice is to fight but it immediately knows that you won't win the fight <laughs> so you're just supposed to protect your head and neck until so the cougar is like this is going to take so long from all this kid because he's covering his most vital parts i'm just gonna leave wow it seems like contradictory advice to me. I'm supposed to fight back, but protect my head and neck. I don't get
0: it. Yeah.
2: I'm either, I'm either all in or all out on a fight. You know, So That's i just, always fought. I feel like always you should just
0: in. wear a turtleneck at all times and like a football helmet if you're going yes. hiking.
2: <laughs> not even if you're going hiking. If you live in Provo, period. If you live in Provo. Right. Okay. Who knows when the cougar could come by your house? Anytime. That's good advice, though. Is it not? That's good cougar fighting advice.
0: That is. I'm not going to take any of it, but yeah, it's great advice. Do I would be run. I would be dead like upon arrival. Like as soon as there's a cougar encounter, like that's the end for me. Right? Yeah, I can't that's look, right. I can't look intimidating. I'm no, not going to fight a cougar. I but I I appreciate
2: the tips anyway.
1: Okay.
0: Well,
2: imagine any of us trying to fight a cougar. Just imagine <laughs> Imagine how fast it would be over.
0: So fast. <laughs> I bet Garrett could fight a cougar.
1: Garrett would survive. Garrett would <laughs>
2: <laughs> the cougar would be
0: protecting its head and neck from Garrett. Yeah. No. The cougar would run in fear. Cougar would see Garrett and be like, crap, I'm dead.
2: <laughs> All right. Tell us this last one. All right. So we're going to get to a little bit of human interest, you know? Enough of the animals. I don't care about animals anymore. I care about people. I care about my fellow human beings. So Provo police arrest a, a man and a woman, okay? Man has a warrant out for his arrest. Woman has drugs or some sort of paraphernalia on her. So they take the man into custody. They cite the, the woman for drug offenses. And everybody's freaking out. You know, it's one of those arrest things that people get riled up about. So in the middle of this, the guy's sitting in the backseat of the police car, and he's like, hey, can I just talk to my girlfriend real fast? I forgot to say it. It was a, it was a girlfriend boyfriend. Mm. So he's like, hey, can I see my girlfriend here real fast? So she gets in the back seat with him. The officer agrees. Yeah, okay, you can come talk to him. Gets in the backseat. They start crying and like doing all this weird stuff, you know, confessing their love to one another. Next thing you know, the man proposes marriage to the woman who accepts.
0: Oh, that's very sweet.
2: Yeah, that's fantastic. That's the story. It's a happy story, you guys. It is happy. Even, in the, midst, even in the midst of being arrested by Provo police, you can find love. That's we're... the moral of the story. It's, it's a beacon of hope to everybody out there.
0: Were they high and will they remember it?
2: We don't know if they were high. We don't know if they will remember it. But at least in that moment it seemed legitimate. I
0: right? smell, that's can ask out of anybody. I smell a rom
2: com in the works. Oh mm. that's great. I smell silicon slopes grabbing the rights for that one.
0: Reese Witherspoon.
2: <laughs> Who's the guy? Um
0: Greg Kinnear. Mm, I I would watch too, that. that I would too.
1: I'd watch that.
2: Yeah. What would we call it?
1: I thought you just threw it to Chris. Chris, we threw that to you.
2: You guys, I'm not even in the room. I can't answer that. You're right. We'll think about it. I think there's something there. I would have to take, I'd have to take a little bit longer to think up something cool. Um, great ideas don't come to me on, on command, you guys. But don't worry. We'll think of it.
0: I'm going to go celebrate said, oh, my birthday now. Before oh, oh,
2: we leave, I want, I want you to tell us what goes into a birthday celebration for you.
0: Well, this means compiling tomorrow's newsletter, which is
2: very festive. Oh, my gosh. That's good. That's good stuff.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Working on some silk and slip content. Attending a team meeting. Oh yeah! Uh,
2: happy birthday!
0: Wow. Yeah, on my list of things I wanted to do on my birthday, team meeting. Wow! Was right happy birthday! There. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so big day.
2: Wait, there's not like a happy part. The story <laughs> about two people getting married while they were getting put in jail was way oh. happier than your own birthday. You, a free human being.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> my three-year-old keeps telling me it's her birthday, so I think that, that I'll I be like that I'll be arguing with her over whose birthday it is once I go home. <laughs> And I told my six-year-old she has to do everything I say because
1: it's my birthday. So
0: really, just obedient children is the only gift I really want.
1: It's a big day. Can I jump in here real quick? What? What? (laughs) (laughs) We will, by the time this is published, have an updated version of siliconslopesummit.com for all of our listeners and fans. Do we call them fans?
0: Yes. Avid fans. Fanatics, even. All of our... <laughs> this is the placers.
2: We, we, usually, we usually debate them way further than that.
1: All of the fans of this podcast...
0: <laughs> all nine of you.
1: ...can go to com. <laughs> there will be videos of all the presentations Ooh. from both 2018 and 2017 and the date of the next one and also more details. So we go have to Silicon the date of
0: the okay. next one. Yes. Oh, my
1: gosh. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That well, gives you guys a, a actual... year to plan what Chris is <laughs> going to wear. Chris is
0: going to wear to the after
2: party. You guys, I don't have <laughs> any black pants.
0: We don't have enough I don't, time.
2: I don't. Meg, we're going to have to add another duty onto your birthday list. I'm All sorry. right,
0: I'll go shopping for Chris today. Um, we only have
2: we only have 11 months to get me some pair of black pants that fits properly. It's, it's
0: a quick trip to Gap. Everybody's settled down.
2: Remember to, tell shop to rate
0: and review our podcast on iTunes and your other chosen platforms.
1: Oh, yeah. Give it a review and rating. That's a big deal, actually.
0: Like I just said. <laughs> read,
1: Please. Oh, yeah. That's a big deal, though. <laughs> Chris, tell them how big of a deal it is.
2: Why
0: is it a big deal?
1: Well, before
2: we go, I think everybody should rate and review the podcast <laughs> because it's a big deal. As a birthday gift to Meg, even. Yeah. As my birthday present. That's her number one wish. She's been wishing for it for 32 years.
0: It doesn't even have to be a good rating.
2: Just it's better than fulfilled. kind <laughs> of does. It could be a zero-star rating. Just rate it. Just give us the worst rating. We just want a rating. We want to feel something. Okay?
0: I'm so dead inside, you guys.
2: <laughs> I haven't felt in years since I started this podcast.
0: All right. Thanks for listening, everybody.
2: Oh, that's a crazy call
0: though. We, we'll see you next week unless it's like another holiday or something. It's not, right?
2: Uh, no. no. Peace out, everybody. Happy okay. birthday, Meg.
0: Thanks, Chris. Have fun in St. George. Support for Silicon Slopes comes from Harmon's Neighborhood Grocer, where food lovers can take cooking classes to learn knife handling, wine pairing, sushi rolling, and fresh pasta preparation. Locations can be found at HarmonsGrocery.com. Harmons, your food, our passion.